Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Well, starting July 9th, 2023, we are going to have new stamp prices. Yes, the U.S. Postal Service is rolling out a new forever stamp for 66 cents. Uh, The latest price comes just months. I mean, they just raised it from 60 to 63. Oh, that's not good enough. Uh, We need to go to 66. We also, uh, operation expenses uh, are fueled by inflation. So thank you to this administration for doing that. No problem. Uh, A previously defective pricing model. Uh, We need to have these changes uh, right now. So beyond the forever stamps that are going up to 66 cents for a stamp, we're also going to see uh, the cost of sending a first-class one-ounce metered letter will rise from 63 cents, uh, and domestic postcards will jump to 51 cents. International postcards and one-ounce letters are both set to move to $1 and 50 cents <laughs> now the post office has been doing pretty good uh and you know the good the board of governors which i would love to be a part of i always wanted to be postmaster general you know that but uh, I, then i realized the board of governors is the place to be they oversee the postmaster general so that's the job you want now they have uh increased their their income i mean they are doing great okay so they have declined their volume by 1.7 billion pieces um it's like 4.8 percent of their normal uh mail that they cover uh, since last year now the operating revenue was 21.5 billion dollars okay now the postal service reported a net loss of only a billion dollars for the first quarter but but that was 519 million dollars less than what they lost the last quarter (laughs) so even though they lost a billion it was the same quarter last year they lost 1.5 billion so they're turning this ship around awesome welcome well, I've got some more ideas. Uh, I've got some great ideas to help turn this USPS ship around. Uh, email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Or, you know, just send me a letter with that 66 cent stamp on it. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> A California company building a flying electric car is now taking pre-orders. Aleph Aeronautics, A-L-E-F Aeronautics flying car has been given a special airworthiness certification from the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, meaning the company will be allowed to road slash air test the car. The fully electric vehicle with a hydrogen option for a higher price, of course, is a low speed vehicle that can be driven up to 200 miles on public roads and fits into a regular garage. But it can also launch vertically into the air with a flying range of about 110 miles. That's according to the website. The company's Model A car can fly forward above the obstacles until a desired destination is reached. Uh huh. The driver and the cabin are stabilized by a unique 
rotating cabin design and the company uh, touts the car's ability to avoid traffic fly in any direction while giving a cinematic 180 plus degree view for a safe and enjoyable flight now you can pre-order this vehicle which can seat up to a whole two people and i've looked at it i don't think you're gonna have fat guy seating but (laughs) uh you know we'll see uh it's expected to cost three hundred thousand dollars now they claim that you know after they work on it and get some things uh you know work can get the kinks worked out the price will drop uh-huh okay all right no problem according to the company uh they have a strong number of pre-orders from people in businesses yeah i, I bet they do now you know for sure in their in their pictures of their flying car they have uh they have a renderings of traffic moving above road traffic, air traffic moving above road traffic. Um, I'm sorry. That's just not, it's not going to happen. It just isn't. We have drones flying around the cities delivering goods. We have uh, air, actual airline traffic coming in and out of metropolitan areas, flying low to land and take off. There's no way. I, the, the road that I travel almost every day flies past DFW International Airport and planes take off and land over the interstate that I drive on. There's no way that they're going to allow me to go ahead and pop my flying car up in the air to get past a traffic jam in that area. I mean, you're just going to have no fly zones and the no fly zone is going to be the city for sure. I mean, you may be able to. I've always believed that outside of the cities, they'll say you can fly. Your flying car will be able to be used if and when they get one that actually works, which I hope they do. I love the idea. You know, who doesn't want a flying car? But there's no way they're going to allow you to fly this in the cities. It just isn't going to happen. It's not feasible. There's too much air traffic going on. Now, if you cut back on air travel domestic air travel from the airlines you probably could get away with it in some cities well because people are using airlines instead of flying cars now maybe you know i don't know 30 years down the road we get to that point maybe i mean we're already concerned that flights are being postponed and canceled and delayed and weather is holding up flights and people are hanging out at the airlines and it's unprecedented well it's unprecedented because more people are traveling using the airlines than ever before i would i would venture to say so i mean you have a problem when things get backed up they're running on such a tight schedule that it gets backed up so maybe they drive you to the flying car still they're not going to i'm sorry they just are not going to allow you to pop up in the city and fly over everyone and when they have multiple sales when you have multiple flying cars or dozens or hundreds <laughs> there's no way they're going to allow that in the cities it just isn't going to happen and you think you're paying a lot for auto insurance now uh think again my friend because there's a lot of money to be had in the flying car insurance industry uh you count on that because one guy crashes into the interstate where there's a backup there's already a backup so you're just gonna hop up in the air and fly over it and you crash uh (laughs) they're just not gonna allow it 
They just aren't. I mean, I want them to. And yes, it'd be cool. And we all love seeing the air travel above the cities and above the roads. And you think that it's going to that it's going to ease congestion. But it's not going to happen. OK, it just isn't. I hate to bring you down a left, but uh, it just it's not going to happen. Good luck. God bless, though. So we still don't know whether it was cocaine or not at the White House. We all believe that it is, uh, that they found uh, the the white substance that sparked an emergency evacuation at the White House uh, tested positive for cocaine. Okay, so I posted a quick reaction, a quick YouTube short on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can go there and watch that. Uh, My first reaction was that, uh, you know, it's not... uh, it's not hunters there's no way he leaves his dope behind i'm sorry just don't believe it uh, but uh saying so, he was there a couple days before and they went to camp david and that's where they were spending the fourth and they're back and they haven't i don't think the white house has uh at the time of this recording the white house has not responded to what happened at the white house i mean they found this substance they evacuated the white house they locked down the roads around the white house they didn't know what it was they called in the hazmat team and then we were told that they uh discovered that it was cocaine this uh cocaine hydrochloride which is usually uh you know uh it's uh used for local anesthetic during minor surgical procedures of the mouth nose and throat but you know is that what it's for Uh uh-huh now it's fun to think that it's hunters but it's also you know fun to think that somebody at the white house is doing rails coming up with these stupid ideas uh, you know doing rails in the library that's where they claim to have found it what are the odds and this is just me thinking out loud now there's a couple of different ways that this could go right the first way is that it wasn't hunters and we're we know who it might be but because of legalities we're not saying anything and uh you know we'll let you know in the future when it's resolved because they have to know who at least who it could belong to right they have video cameras of who entered and left the area where the cocaine was found now they have so you have that you have it's hunters and boy he went off the wagon it's just terrible and we've got to put him in rehab you can't talk to him you can't find out what's going on uh can't do anything he's just in rehab he's gone okay maybe maybe uh or you have while it wasn't cocaine i can't believe that this was all crazy the substance they found in the library was a cleaning substance left there by juan julio iglesias who cleans the library at the white house and he left it there because he was coming back and then he then he forgot it and left it in the library it's a cleaning substance they use on the tables there what are the odds that that happened i would say pretty good i would say pretty good that it's not cocaine that was falsely reported that it was cocaine and that uh it was the substance was some sort of cleaning substance and we're sorry about it it's not cocaine now if that is true will you believe it because i will have a hard time believing that but those are some of the things that are going to come out of this uh this debacle at the white house uh where we think that that's possible all right we just that it's possible that uh, the cocaine was found at the, the the white house it's suspected cocaine was found at the white house a white substance 
was found and it was falsely reported that it was cocaine. Okay, uh, you know, could it happen? 100%. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Okay, so we have the writer's strike still ongoing in the entertainment industry. The Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, was 100% behind the writers. And we are going to strike with you. Oh, well, not so fast. Uh, they said, well, we can... We can lengthen the process. We'll we'll lengthen the deadline to agree to a new contract. We'll we'll take that till July twelfth. So we have another week or so before SAG-AFTRA is uh, going to go on strike. Then in California, we have a contract between workers and hotels that officially expired over the weekend, and they walked out. Uh, the bargaining with Unite Here Local Eleven over the past several weeks on a new labor agreement to replace the current agreement no sorry about it uh 96 percent of union members approved a strike authorization on uh, june 8th and that's exactly what they did negotiators are they're trying to secure for an immediate five dollar an hourly raise with an additional three dollar an hour in subsequent years along with improvements in health care and retirement benefits so they walked out uh they uh represent more than 60 hotels the coordinated bargaining group was most recently negotiating on behalf of the 44 of the other unionized hotels the other 21 hotels said yeah we'll do whatever they do that's fine with me (laughs) oh uh, okay so what happened well uh 15,000 workers at 65 major hotels in Los Angeles and Orange County have been trying to negotiate a new contract. And so now on Saturday night, this past weekend, uh, they walked out. The strike includes workers at uh, Southland hotels like the Intercontinental in downtown L.A., the JW Marriott, L.A. Live, Millennium Biltmore Hotel, Hotel Figueroa, L.A. Meridian. You get the idea. All the major hotels. And uh, they say we're aware that some of the associates at several downtown and west side hotels are engaging in a work stoppage. Well, we expected this, and we are fully prepared to continue to operate these hotels and to take care of our guests as long as this disruption lasts. Are you, though? Are you really? We also remain available to meet with the union whenever its leaders decide to make themselves available to resume negotiations. (laughs) Okay. All right. No problem. Good luck. God bless. Because I feel like maybe you aren't. Uh, There's a lot of people that are going to be working because they need jobs but are you getting the best work you can out of your hotel workers uh for people that aren't ordinarily doing those jobs i don't know what am i fighting for the union now it looks that way also the united postal service the ups looks like they're gearing up to strike i thought we had this thing settled I thought we were good. We made a deal to put AC in the new trucks. We made a deal to put fans in the, in the old cars and the old trucks, and we were good to go, right? No. 
uh, the Teamsters Union, which represents the 340,000 full and part-time drivers, loaders, and package handlers, said, yeah, uh, we're walking away. Um, efforts to iron out the new contract, hey, we can't. You, you people are just pissing us off. <laughs> so the contract, due to expire at the end of this month, and so they could go on strike or the work oh, i'm sorry the work stoppage uh could happen uh soon uh the deadline is the deadline i thought was the end of this last month june 30th and they were supposed to bring their best offer to the table but they said that if this is your best offer we spit on your best offer okay <laughs> so that strike could be coming and you remember back in uh 1997 ups they went on strike for 15 days wow and uh that, that led the company to lose 850 million dollars and really i mean i know that they cost them to lose 850 million but what it, how it affected america i mean we depend on ups i probably more now than we did in 1997 so uh okay we'll see man i'm not happy about these strikes i'm not happy but get to work what are you doing we need you out there especially you writers and actors and producers we've got content to get to we have got content to get to and speaking of content, a couple of things we talked about uh, last week uh, before we went on the uh, 4th of July uh, holiday days off, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, they claim bombed. It's uh, $130 million globally. I mean, it's, you know, they expected a lot more from Dial of Destiny. I'm being told, I did not go see it, I'm being told by people who saw it that it was not as uh, bad as everyone was saying. So maybe it'll make some ground once people realize that it's not as bad as what they thought then we have the barbie movie which we talked about uh also is now being banned in vietnam oh no oh no we won't be able to see barbie in vietnam (laughs) it's vietnam jeff yeah i know i got it so apparently there's a scene of a map uh, depicting disputed territory in the south china sea and they're not gonna show the movie in vietnam because of that oh okay and it looks like stanley tucci is looking to get uh canceled because he did an interview on uh, bbc and in fact it was the great uh bbc radio 4's desert island discs just i mean who doesn't listen to that anyway he uh was uh, asked about uh the debate on straight actors portraying gay characters oh okay so he said that uh he believes that in, as an actor you're supposed to play different people wait what yeah he said uh, you just are uh that's the whole point of it yeah hello now stanley of course has played gay characters before he played uh what's his face in the devil wears prada and then uh the other movie uh supernova uh where he played that was that was some kind of uh uh they were messing with dementia and stuff right and they were gay characters anyway so he's played gay characters before but he believes that as an actor you're supposed to play different people yes that's what we've been saying 
Thank you, Stanley. Uh, come on. I mean, we uh, we have, uh, you know, Hollywood has cast actors in heterosexual relationships for gay roles. Uh, you think? Really? I mean, they name in this article uh, Heath Ledger and Jay Gyllenhaal, Brokeback Mountain, Kate Blanchett, uh, fell in love with uh, the shop girl and Carol. Benedict Cumberbatch uh, recently played a sexually repressed cowboy in the 2021 uh, The Power of the Dog. And he also played Alan Turing in the imitation game. And so these people were all hailed as great performances. And so they're saying that, uh, you know, it's minority actors. Hey, we've struggled to get cast in Hollywood. Well, maybe you become a better actor. Well, uh, we've got, if if you're going to have a transgender character, you can't be anything but transgender to have that particular role. Well, if you're a bad actor, uh, no, uh, we need someone who can act, please. That would be nice. So, and I know that, uh, I know that, uh, what's his face <laughs> got into a lot of trouble for his gay character that he played, you know, what's his face that's leaving, uh, his late night talk show, James Corden. That's right. He, uh, was criticized for his, uh, uh, flamboyant uh, faded Broadway star in the prom and they called his performance insulting and offensively miscast so he didn't get, take, get over as well as Heath and Jake and Kate and Benedict uh, sorry about that James uh, we love you but not that much So who died today? Who died today? Well, we're going to start off with oldest to youngest today, okay? It's quite the obituary section, actually. A bluegrass legend, Bobby Osborne. One half of the Osborne brothers passed away at the age of 91. The Osborne brothers, best known for their version of Rocky Top, which was Tennessee's state song, in 1982 the group has been members of the grand Ole opry since 1964 and they were inducted into the bluegrass music hall of fame in 1994 bobby osborne rest in peace at the age of 91 then let's go to alan arkin i was so bummed not that i wasn't bummed for bobby but i was so bummed for alan arkin passed away at the age of 89 very sad he's done such great work uh you know he won the oscar for little miss sunshine i loved him in the kaminsky method on netflix if you have not seen the kaminsky method my gosh it is really really good it's with michael douglas and uh alan arkin is one of the big co-hosts and it's really really good um my gosh i just very sad that alan arkin passed away at the age of 89 rest in peace then we have ex wwe star darren drasdov dead at the age of 54 you remember darren drasdov who was paralyzed after suffering an injury during a match in 1999 he has passed away at the age of 54 
So, yeah, he was in the NFL for a few years. Then he went to WWE. And he was on the verge of actually being a superstar in the WWE. And then he uh, broke his neck on the mat. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. Now, he eventually gained movement in his arms and upper body, but he would still require a wheelchair to get around for the rest of his life. He did, though, uh, remain steadfast that Brown, D'Lo Brown, who was in the ring with him at the time, uh, was not to blame for the incident, and the two stayed friends for years. So, very sad. Uh, Darren Drazdov, former WWE star, dead at the age of 54 then we have bodybuilder joe linder who has passed away at the age of 30 from an aneurysm wow now they allege that heavy metal found in his blood during his routine blood work after receiving you know four jabs now you can you know say that if you want that's not me saying that that's not me saying that. That's, I'm just saying that's what the story says. And so I saw some interviews with him, and he had to, talked about having uh, the blood sucked out of his body and put back in, and he talked about having four jabs, and he believed that that was the cause of it. I don't know. Uh, Joe Linder, dead at the age of 30. Then we had Robert De Niro's grandson, Leandro De Niro, dead at the age of 19. Uh, They claim possible overdose, but uh, he was found in an apartment that he was uh, house-sitting for, found sitting dead in a chair inside the apartment. Friends hadn't heard from him, so they went to check on him, and uh, very sad that uh, this 19-year-old boy would pass away from a drug overdose. And, uh, you know, they, of course, have asked for privacy. It's De Niro's grandson, But uh, very sad that uh, uh, Leandro uh, De Niro dead at the age of 19. Rest in peace. In our not dead yet segment, (laughs) uh, Madonna has been deemed well enough to return home from the hospital following her health scare last week with her bacterial infection but she remains in bad condition uh man they are saying that uh, you know after she was admitted to intensive care with the bacterial infection she was there for several days and then they went ahead and sent her home and uh, so uh you know she's home now but we're told that she is uh not doing well at all she's been vomiting uncontrollably uncontrollably since being released from the icu i just want to go on the record to saying that's not good uh you can't quote me on that uh if you are vomiting uncontrollably that's not good and so she's still bed bound uh we don't know what the heck is going on with madonna um, they're saying now that the tour the full tour isn't canceled maybe some of them she's uh, saying that or at least it's being reported that she's saying that uh, she wants to be back at it and uh, get this tour done her longtime friend rosie o'donnell took to instagram to provide a welcome update that implied the singer was on her way to recovery so her tour cancellation 
uh, news about uh, Madonna's tour cancellation. She said uh, uh, herself and Matt doing she the picture she shared on Instagram was her doing yoga with Madonna on her show, the Rosie O'Donnell show. I don't know. I've seen Rosie lately. I don't know that she's still doing yoga or not. <laughs> uh, could be wrong. Uh, could be just me. Maybe she's. You know, maybe she does yoga every day. I don't know. But uh, Madonna, you know, certainly, according to people that work with her, believe she is invincible. And she's been wearing herself just thin over the past couple of months. So we're really concerned about her health. And as well, you should be. Uh, She's 64 now. She was unresponsive, and then she spent uh, days in the hospital, in the ICU, and then we sent her home. And if she continues to uh, be home, and I'm sure, you know, obviously under a doctor's care, the nurse's care, I get that. But if you're vomiting uncontrollably, again, uh, you can quote me on this, that's not good. What is good, if you live in Australia, you can get MDMA and psilocybin now uh, prescribed to you, uh, you know, if you have PTSD and depression. So how many people now have PTSD and depression? I do. I do. (laughs) So Australia is going to become the world's first country to allow the drug psilocybin and MDMA to be prescribed by doctors to treat psychiatric conditions, including depression and PTSD. That's post-traumatic stress disorder for those of you looking to write it out in full when you go to get the prescription. But many scientists are concerned that the research has not yet conclusively shown that these drugs are safe or effective. And some clinicians fear that the regulation that will govern access to the drugs is insufficient. Oh, no. Australia's drug regulator, the therapeutic goods administration the tga which approved the move says that the decision followed a nearly three-year process and included extensive consultation with the experts yeah so get over it okay they did trials don't worry about it (laughs) so if you have ptsd or are suffering from depression Uh, You can go ahead and, and of course, live in Australia. You can get legally prescribed uh, MDMA and psilocybin for your PTSD and depression. Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm feeling a little depressed, and I think I have PTSD. Oh, darn it. I don't live in Australia. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can order a cameo from me. Uh, that's not free. Uh, just at JeffyJFR on cameo. Uh, the cameo is my pimp, so you just go through them and make your order, and then I'll do whatever you order. That's the way it works. And you can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with jeff fisher uh, also i see and i don't know if this is if you're going to be able to follow me tomorrow or not we shall see uh, for those of you listening live today is the 5th of july 2023 uh meta facebook is uh going to start their threads 
which is their competitor to Twitter, expected to launch tomorrow, the 6th of July, 2023. So, I mean, that's what Facebook does. I'm sorry. What Meta does, uh, they have their stories, which is a Snapchat clone, which now accounts for more than 25% of Instagram's global ad revenue. Wow. And Reels, which is the TikTok impersonator, uh, which, I mean, it's helping... uh, keep people on instagram even though a lot of reels are just old tiktoks i mean you can post it on there and get more views um amazing plays of reels doubled in six months thanks to the uh meta's ai discovery engine yeah no kidding so threads uh, is going to be uh we'll see if it works who knows it's a text-based product which is what twitter is um you know facebook and instagram really is a video a component with it so i don't know that threads is going to go over good with the instagram crowd but it could but one of the things that i read in the story about uh how he needs to uh make it succeed and by he i mean zuckerberg okay so uh if they convert 18 percent that seems small man if they can convert 18 percent of instagram users to threads then he'll create a new app the same size as Twitter. So all they need is 18% of the Instagram users to go over to Threads, (laughs) and they're already as big as Twitter. Holy cow. I mean, that might work. Zuck might be able to pull this off. So I may have to sign up for Threads just to see how it goes. But So, you know, I'll try to get uh, at JeffyJFR or just Jeffy on threads and i'll let you know tomorrow or the next day or whenever it launches okay i did get an email uh, a couple emails i'm going to share with you here uh, on the show at chewing the fat at the blaze.com this email for money opportunity man times are tough times are tough this email but usually i get they tell me how much money i'm going to make uh you know what's going to happen how much if you come through you're going to get so many of these millions of dollars now we're down to well maybe not so much here's the email from uh a former uh email form f-o-r-m so it's not from so this miss misspellings kind of uh you know fool the algorithm a little bit so email form captain mohica moore at uh, the email address i am writing you for a partnership relation with you if you are willing to show me your honesty and trust to handle this for me just a few days ago i discovered one package containing american dollars in one of the bases in ukraine that package has been deposited with a finance slash security company in ukraine i want to assist me Uh, I want you to assist me in receiving the fund in the package before I come over and join you. (laughs) Uh, how, How much how much is it in the fund? He doesn't say, please. I want this to be between me and you since I am still in the army to prove our sincerity our uh we both should be honest with ourselves and be trustworthy because without trust and honesty nothing works in this life 
Boy, you're telling me. I look forward to your prompt reply to enable us move forward, and I will get back to you ASAP with details. Regards, Captain CPT period, Mohica Moore. So that's where we're at. I can't even get you a, an amount of what I'm going to reach out to them for. I want to. I want to do this. I want to. Nothing. I want trust and honesty with uh, Mohica Moore. But, uh, and I want a relation with him. <laughs> but I need to know how much. I know you found a fund and it's already... Uh, deposited with a finance security company in ukraine but we don't know how much was in the package uh what's in the fund so i mean i'd love to help you captain but i need to know the amount that i'm willing to willing to help you with but you know good luck with that i'll let you know then i got an email uh from daryl uh to chewing the fat at the blaze.com uh with the joke of the day and so i'm gonna leave you on uh, this day with the, the joke of the day from Daryl who emailed me this at chewing the fat at the blaze.com a pirate walked into a bar and the bartender said hey I haven't seen you in a while what happened you look terrible what do you mean I feel fine what about that wooden leg you didn't have that before well we were in a battle and I got hit with a cannonball but I'm fine now well okay but what about that hook what happened to your hand well said the pirate we were in another battle and i boarded a ship and got into a sword fight and my hand was cut off i got fitted with a hook i'm fine really uh what about that eye patch the pirate said ah oh, one day we were at sea and a flock of birds flew over and i looked up and one of them crapped right in my eye <laughs> Oh, the bartender said, you're kidding. You're kidding. You lost your eye from bird crap? Yeah, it was my first day with the hook. That was my first day with the hook. <laughs> oh, just, well, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.